What's up, Gang Cotton Nation? Tasha Wanna make a hit checking in, and you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sons Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes. Uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! You are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. I'll watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined that All right, greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It is 11 a.m. on Thursday, February the 9th. We are live from the Sinorama Studios and, of course, very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms, where you maybe could get a sunroom decked out with Sinorama stuff. We've been kind of pushing this, and I still need to probably call Matt and figure out how to do it, but they know how to do everything else, that's for sure. Signorama in Columbia is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. And if you look around williams Price Stadium, Founders Park, Colonial Life Arena, or pretty much anything and everything in between and what will be coming in the future, Signorama's got their fingerprints all over it. They can have their fingerprints on your business as well, or maybe it's your car. Maybe you need vehicle graphics, interior, exterior, you name it. They've got it at Signorama in Columbia, 803 407 9284 full service handling design production install and service and they are as most everybody is around here gamecock owned and operated we're also gamecock owned and operated jc sherbert phil molinax and myself jb here until one o'clock this afternoon chris phillips with the spurs up show will pop in here in just a little while and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the top-ranked football movies of the 90s. If, that's, if I remember correctly, that's where we left off yesterday. And by the way, I did see a comment on it in the uh, in the Nana's Porch, the award-winning Nana's Porch chat box. In Phil's defense, my wife doesn't like hanging around losers either. So, right. <laughs> and soon, JC will be back in the same boat that we're in. Unfortunately, all three of our wives will be losers because they will be married to us. Could have done better. Well, <laughs> now, Phil, now Phil's a pretty good guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but now I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That chills up my spine that, that I'm 
uh, it kind of feels like I'm back in that club, but I'm definitely not and still have to like officially take the plunge. But, uh, you know, certainly good to be here today talking Gamecocks, talking whatever. Um, had carpool this morning. I put up a YouTube short about it. Uh, you can check that out on our YouTube page. Please continue sub- to subscribe <laughs> to it. Um, ready to talk a little Gamecocks. Uh, I-, I guess the big topic right now is uh, the city of Columbia is building a statue of Dawn Staley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good job. Which I, I, let, let me you ask know? you a question. Let me ask you a question. Sure. I, I, th- I'm not trying to kick up any dust. I, re- I don't want this to be an argument. That is not what I'm getting at here. I, I, I have not had a chance to follow up and read any of the articles that have been out on that. Is it because she's won national championships or is there more to it? Because Ray Tanner has two national championships under his belt. It is. Okay. So, from what I've gathered, I've read a couple of articles on this. It is being sponsored by a company who does promote um, equality and uh, gender issues, as well as recognizing her for her uh, outstanding career as a player and coach. So it is it is actually being half funded by a uh, an organization who is whose sole purpose is to promote uh essentially women um when it comes to memorialization and uh and then there is a private side of it as well funding the other half but it is a combination of both jb okay all right yeah i i I didn't know i mean when it when it Mm -hmm. comes to winning um i mean obviously coach tanner is is the winner of all winners at south carolina so i i but I mean, Don has clearly won two national championships. She's probably about to win a third, and then more than likely after that, maybe a fourth, fifth, and sixth. The way that it's going uh, for women's basketball. But uh, but I, I was just curious because um, because clearly there there are a couple of coaches at South Carolina with multiple national championships. I, I think Ray deserves a, a statue. I'll, I'll say that right now. Uh, yeah. And I know lots of people are going to disagree with me because they, you know, they they're mad at him because of the athletic director tenure. Um, and that happens anytime you don't win, I think. Uh, but what Ray Tanner accomplished with that baseball program, you know, there were some damn good coaches, coach baseball at Carolina before him. I mean, Bobby Richardson and June Reigns, they never closed the deal. They, they were close, but both of them played for it once. But and Tanner finally broke through. Um, and that was really, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a revenue sport. The only two revenue sports are – Football and men's basketball, but baseball matters uh, in the SEC, just like women's basketball does, and especially South Carolina, as we all know. And you'll see uh, opening day next Friday uh, when we blow out the coverage of opening day, uh, probably unlike most other schools would do. So uh, I I think those were magical runs. I I think with regards to a statue for him, I think in time – you know, uh, I think right now somebody did it. They would they probably blame him for building his own statue. I mean, right. Could you imagine the narrative if somebody erected oh, a statue of Ray Tanner outside it, of Founders Park with him it, still it, sitting as the athletic director? And, and we <laughs> talked to Mark Kingston yesterday about you're not going to go undefeated in baseball, but I think some people have that expectation. Every baseball loss, hey, Ray, how about that statue? I mean, you know, people are just – some people are, are just ridiculous don't, don't uh, these days. As far as Don Staley getting a statue, it's fine. I don't want it to get political because uh, there are some. There is a political element that she she. I, I'm not saying brings on herself, but that's who she chooses to be, uh, and that's fine. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it at all because I, I think 
you know, she does her job well. Uh, I think that, you know, she's entitled to her opinion on a lot of different things. I don't always agree with it, but that's fine. Uh, but, but I do think this too, I think as far as women's basketball goes, what Staley has done uh, is, is nothing short of, of amazing considering where the program was at now. Now Pam Parsons and, Oh, what was her name? Martha. My mom's name is Martha. Martha, whoever the coach was named Martha after Pam Parsons. I think there was a Martha, right? Uh, Susan Wabius, whatever. They've had some success uh, in women's over the years. But, uh, you know, what Don Staley's done is, is turn this into Tennessee South. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the best program in the country. This is a better program than UConn at this point. These yeah. guys are getting anybody they want, and they may win multiple national titles. Um so I think from that standpoint, you know, right now, uh, and even without another national title, uh, it, it's warranted. It, it, and it's not just that the Carolina goes out because, oh, Dawn Staley's here. Uh, let's go. You know, she's alone able to get the top players in the country. Uh, the fan base has a lot to do with it, too. South Carolina leads the country in attendance for women's basketball. You know, it's a loyal group that shows up every day. It's not, not the same group as football. Uh, not a bunch of our listeners, maybe. Uh, maybe some, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, what she's built here just beyond having great players and winning titles, uh, she's built a, a brand and a product that, that I think has a chance to last. I mean, you, you look at Tennessee women's basketball and you, you know how much it would hurt, you know, when Dawn Staley, God forbid, the day she hangs it up. But uh, I, I think what the, the types of things she's done with this program, it has they've made it you know, somewhat sustainable, about as sustainable as you can be, uh, I think, in the women's game. So, you know, no big problem with the statue. I do want to see a Ray Tanner statue at some point, and hopefully we're talking about a Shane Beamer statue at some point as well. Yeah, well, and I, I think that um, you look at, I would say, in the last, uh, you know, 25 years or so, and there have been so many amazing coaches at South Carolina. And, and as you mentioned, by the way, absolutely. Congratulations to Coach Staley. Um, you know, I've, I've had a great pleasure to speak with her a few times. And um, and she has just always been so kind. And, would, and I really do appreciate that. And she does have the best program in the country. As long as she's here, it's not going anywhere. It will continue to get better. They will continue to beat everybody the way that they're doing it. Um but, you know, you look at, at what Coach Tanner – I mean, Coach has – as Steve Spurrier did, Coach Tanner proved you could do it here at South Carolina. Uh, he, he proved it. And, um, and there were some things that happened on his watch. Uh, one of the records – you know how he – it's in sports media like TV and radio, Phil, JC, generally these are the conversations you have in like June and July when you're trying to fill time along with like the best movies. Um records that will never be broken one of the records if it is broken i just don't foresee it happening in my lifetime personally is the record that carolina baseball holds in the postseason Uh, winning 23 straight baseball games i just don't think it's going to happen again that that was that was unbelievable i don't think people realize how unbelievable that was that was unbelievable what was going on there and um but coach tanner proved that you could you could do it here and then, you know, I, I think when you – but when you when you talk about impact on a school, I think Steve Spurrier – the when Steve Spurrier signed on here, he had the largest impact in the history of the athletics department overall because people began investing money into the athletics department at South Carolina. It started with football. It went from there. Um, it felt serious because of his leadership of the football program. 
And, um, and then, yeah, clearly what Dawn is doing now is, uh, is just amazing. The, the run that they're on is amazing. And I, and I, if this is a, this is, I generally don't do this, but I, I have done women's basketball is a little bit of a different animal because generally when you're the best team, like the best team generally wins it all. Right. Um, that's not yeah. always the case in some of these other sports, there's always a clear separation of the best programs year in and year out of women's basketball compared to the rest. So generally, if someone says, who's going to win the national championship, team A or the field, I always take the field. However, in women's basketball, there have been times where it's who wins at UConn or the field. Oh, give me UConn all day long. Now it is South Carolina. Is it South Carolina or the field? Give me the Gamecocks. I, I just don't think anybody can beat them, and I think they're going to prove it again this weekend. Well, their style of play, too, with the smothering defense. I mean, they, they, they're they hard to beat. I mean, you, you've got a team that's committed to defending, right? It's not always the case when you have a lot of talented basketball players. But, you know, they, they, they love to shoot and dribble and, and score and go up and down the court, but, you know, defense sometimes is optional when, you, when you're talking about that level of player and they all buy in. Uh, and so they've got like the toughness. Hey, look, I'll say this about toughness. In the history of this athletic program, there's never been a good team in anything that wasn't defensive minded and tough in any sport. Yep. Those championship teams that you talked about with Ray Tanner, think about the gutsy pitching and defense those guys had. Gutsy. I mean, think about how tight everybody's um, you know, feelings were uh during that Virginia game. Uh, I think it was the second national title where, you know, they're just mowing them down and their pitcher gets hurt and, and Wingo makes some amazing plays. And uh, I think I think that was that year, uh, yeah. Virginia in, in uh, 2011. Um, think about all those games where it just comes right down to the wire. The A&M game with Jackie Bradley's hit, all that stuff. Uh, football. Florida. All, never been a good Carolina team that wasn't at least decent or to good old defense. Uh, basketball, same way. McGuire's team's good defense, Fogler, Martin, you name it. So um, so here we go with that. All right. I guess we got to get a break in, and then are we going to get uh, – are we going to wait till Chris and then break after he leaves, or are we going to break right now? Uh, we can break now, bring him in, and then we'll break after his segment. That sounds good, Phil. Get me out of here, Percy. That's right. <laughs> the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Sinorama Columbia and Go Gamecocks. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 
in MLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show this is former all-american shortstop drew meyer and you're listening to inside the gamecocks the show go gamecocks Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662. Be happy to set up a no-obligation consultation for you to discuss a potential outdoor retreat in your backyard for the summer. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864 414 5271. She'll be happy to help you out with all of your upstate residential real estate needs. How are they going to spruce that place up when they get it there, JB? Well, so this is pretty cool. I, I talked to Tristan uh, last night who owns a couple of painters. Uh, everybody by now knows who they are. One of our proud partners. They paint our program Garnet and Black and you can paint your room Garnet and Black for free. All right. So is Tristan there- still? Is it Tristan still? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a big fan yeah. of the show. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't put two and two together. All right. I, I, well, I didn't, I didn't know if – yeah, I thought you were about to say, like, that was your, your cousin or something. No, I he's good people. Say, he's Wait good a second. Y'all been holding out yeah. on me. All right, so <laughs> they just announced this. If you go to their Facebook page, uh, a couple of painters – the name of the business, a couple of painters, it's pinned on the Facebook page. You just send them a message, and you will be entered to win a Gamecock room. Where they'll yes. paint it and guard it in black for you. You can dress it up however you want to dress it up. But as we all know, it costs money to paint, and it's not cheap sometimes. Although these guys are price price as well as anybody, because the quote I got is two grand less than the last quote I got. Um, 
So you'll just you you make sure make sure you like their Facebook page, please. He's not requiring you to do that, but it would obviously mean a lot to them. You just send them a message on their pin post. You got to give them your name, your email, and your phone number. It's not for spam. It's so they know who to get in touch with. And if they can't get a hold of you via email or phone, they'll, they'll use the other one. And you're automatically qualified. And then on March first, they're going to draw a winner. And somebody is going to get a Gamecock room painted garnet and black, or I guess you could probably do it garnet, black, and white, or however you want to do that with a couple of painters. So that's pretty cool. It starts today on Facebook, a couple of painters. You can head to their website as well, lemmepaintsomething.com. And uh, somebody's going to win a free Gamecock room. So whenever you get it, make sure you send us photos, and we'll make you famous around here. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Whoever wins that one. Uh, I just want to yep. congratulate James. He was first one in the chat box today, the award-winning Nana Sports chat box. Oh, Good what does he get? Brian. What does he I, get? You know, we start. We should start giving away like prizes for that. First one in. Yeah, can you we do like it like they do at, at the arcade when you win thirty thousand tickets, you get a bouncy ball and or a or a plastic right. spider ring. <laughs> That's right, spider rings <laughs> that aren't plastic, even as good as the old plastic. ones, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they suck now. The quality's gone down, actually. Supply chain, I guess. I, uh, I guess. Yeah, you go to a Dave and Buster's. Like, I, 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 gosh, I guess we went. What a, it was before the pandemic. It was um, because Carolina was playing A and M in basketball and on the road and beat them pretty good. And uh, so it's 2020. So we went. The kids, I'm literally got tickets coming out of my pocket, right? And they turned it in and went and got this little tiny spider ring. And I was like, man, that's just that's a ripoff, man. It's and I'm a good rip-off. at ski ball. I'm a ski ball connoisseur at the yeah. stores so i'm used to all that we uh, had good morning, uh, Je- yeah go ahead yeah no no you're, you're they're more important oh. go ahead <laughs> i was just gonna say good morning joey trevor brian clint clint has a meeting he's gonna be right back 76 needs coffee uh mm-hmm. ed has a good point the, the north carolina and nc state people have looked at the 1110 project and start, have started to comment on it uh the north carolina guy that his post Why? was all sorts of wrong and uh, well, I don't know. Maybe regional development. I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, what, the do they, that, why, the guy, what do they care about that for? Well, some were like, uh, you know, obviously snarky about it, but some were like, this is legit. You know, I think one of the posters on the North Carolina site, like worked in construction and, and understood kind of the ins and outs of the project. Uh, although I think his post originally was wrong about, you know, special tax districts and, and things like that. I, it's, uh, you know, I, I think the beauty of this project is it's not going to be like a publicly funded thing. You know, I, it's going to be nice. It's not going to cost uh, the publicly funded institution <laughs> that it's benefiting uh, anything but land. Uh, yes, I am wearing a parachute. Jan said I was uh, looking homeless today. Uh, Nat chimed in and said she didn't dress me. I can confirm that. I happy, 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 Nat, happy well, let me clarify that so Nat doesn't kick my rear end the next time I see her. I, I, Nat, I wasn't saying that the wives are losers. I'm saying y'all are losers in the fact that you're married. You've, you're married to us. Like you lost. Like you lost the game. Like you're not actually a loser. Yourself. That's right. It's just not. How, if, yeah. In other words, it's not how you envisioned it, honey. When, when no. Prince Charming. Right. Exactly. We're not a we're not a trio of Prince Charmings here. In in a lot of in many ways. Yeah, in no, many we're ways just, we are. We're just the know. three best friends anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, I ate it for my wife even more. Hell, I had hair when we met. <laughs> I, I Phil, Phil, I I, I think <laughs> Phil, I, I actually think um 
I actually think uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas uh, bachelor party for JC would be fun. Oh, that, that's would an evil plan. plan. Would you would you find him on um would you find him on a rooftop somewhere on a mattress on a rooftop? Uh, over My under of somebody probably, being on a mattress on a rooftop, uh, probably you know. Would, yeah. Would 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 uh, would we meet? Uh, would we have Mike Tyson's tiger in our bathroom? <laughs> I'd love that, frankly. I would, yeah, I'm a baby. Somebody have a baby, you know, carrying around a baby and stuff. That was the funniest movie. And when the Asian guy jumped out of the trunk naked, I about lost my guts. I was like, oh, I, I've never laughed so hard. Uh, Brew Nation, speaking of laughing your guts off, says, when is the Brad Scott statue coming? Uh, it's going to say, this ain't no candy ketchup. A bottle of Hunts. Y'all remember that commercial? Like, like Tigers. Like tigers, Golly. you no can still find that on YouTube. You know, I've seen it. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for a picture of Brad Scott one day talking about like coaches that got fired, and the only one I found was a screenshot of you know, uh, pretty bad. Joey G wants to put an amphitheater in the new project where a huge screen where fans can watch it. They couldn't get tickets, can watch the football games. I I've Keep, heard that. Hold hold on yeah. to that thought. You know, yeah. it may not be like an amphitheater, although I think an amphitheater down by the river would be tremendous. Uh, you know, don't they have one? In Columbia is kind of missing something like that, right? Well, doesn't West Columbia have something on that side of the bridge now over there where they? I don't know. Built? I think they. It's do. been it's been seven years since I've lived in Columbia, so. I'll have to uh, or something, something like they have out in Simpsonville and Greenville would be good, but then like a blockbuster. It's not blockbuster pavilion anymore. I know, but like whatever they have in Charlotte. Oh, I know Eric Church is coming here uh, to the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in Tinley Park, which is kind of like the facility. I think what is Verizon Wireless Amphitheater in Charlotte or whatever it's called. Yeah, New that's Charlotte one of my most something. favorite venues. Yeah. I love you know always. Yeah, something one, like Columbia doesn't know, have anything yeah. like that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the one in Simpsonville is pretty yeah. awesome too, up in Greenville. I saw uh, Paul Simon, <laughs> but I also saw Hank Williams Jr. there, and I also saw Jackal. But I left after Jack, but when Jackal came on, because the guy from Creed had a new band, and, and he's got all the songs. And he sounds just like he's higher and all that stuff. And there's like 50 people crowded around the stage listening to Creed. And I'm like, that's pretty badass. But anyway, does he does he still fly into his performances like he did in the Super Bowl? Not at that amphitheater, my friend. Are you talking about you Neil Simon or Paul Simon? Paul Simon. No, no, the guy from Creed. You remember that Super Bowl performance? Yes, where he, fl he flew in. Oh gosh, much less that. famous now. Much less famous now. Can you take me? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was yesterday. It's also on YouTube. Yeah. Danny says uh, I'm looking like a Lori Lightfoot campaign rally. Yeah, that's me. But yeah. love, love Lori. Jan, anyway. Jan, Jan, are you talking about West Columbia? Because the amphitheater in West Columbia, I think there is one. I was going to text my my old pal, Andy Boyd, because when they started doing – Andy lives in West Columbia now, like right there. You remember Andy Boyd? He played at Carolina. Oh, yeah. And I when did. they started doing all that development, Andy and his wife were, like, really involved in it. They're like, no, we don't want this. Yes, we do want that. Like, you know, I texted him one day. I was like, dude, I saw you on TV bitching and moaning about what's coming over there. Get out of that. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. No progress. Uh, yeah, my home, my home area of Reedville is like that. There's this old guy that used to coach baseball named LB. It's, I mean, this guy probably has like a, I don't know, probably a good old guy. I don't want to talk bad about him, but really, you know, drives around in his truck handing out flyers. You don't want this here. 
eventually they just develop the crap out of the place as there's more new people than old people. Now they're getting a strip mall or whatever. Anyway, we got to get to a break. Chris Phillips, high energy Thursday segment. I think we all want some of that. When we return, I, I do right before we plug Chris in, I will uh, dish out a little bit of a piece of news that has just broken about a former South Carolina uh, assistant football coach who will not be returning. Uh, and it is a name you'll all recognize. We'll uh, we'll get that to you when we get back as well. How's that sound? Cool, cool, Bucky. You good, Phil? Bucky. You're good. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit a timeout. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's gonna tie him by the tail. He has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper public poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Gold Tigers in the soul. Welcome Hi. back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Show brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call. Uh, what? We couldn't see your face, man. I, I know. It's a lot of buttons to click back here, y'all. <laughs> but um, we're joined by Chris Phillips on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. But JB, tell us, uh, tell us the scoop. What did, what did well, we get? To see? Chris has got the old June Rains hat on today. I like that. Yes, uh, yes. We got so Charlie Strong is not going to return to Miami, which is probably going to have something to do with. Um, with whoever they're going to hire as their defensive coordinator. That's pretty interesting. So Charlie's going to be on the move once again. In addition to that, I got devastating news during the break because uh, it, according to Disney, there are sequels coming out for Frozen and Toy Story, and I can't watch any more Frozen and Toy Story with two four-year-olds in my house. So at some point in time in the near I future, I think Frozen absolutely sucks. 
I think Frozen yeah. is terrible. Don't, don't tell now, Riley Toy Anna that. The first, I know, girls like it. My, my niece loves it. I'll have to ride that. that bad boy when I go to Disney here in a couple of weeks with them. I'm going to ride it over and over yeah. and over. I have to meet Elsa, which I, I'd rather like you know, sit like on a cactus Elsa. naked than do that. Um, you know, but uh, but no, Toy Story, though, man, that, that one gets me. I don't know how you're going to continue the whatever, but – Toy Story does now, the first, you know, it gets me when the kid grows up. When Andy grows, I mean, it, 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 it is, well, I, it is I kind of, it's, after, after it, it, it is one of my favorites. You know. I saw when that, you but it. you know, they build the last Toy Story as the last Toy Story, and my thoughts on Frozen is, yeah, I've watched the hell out of it, but <laughs> you know, let it go. <laughs> By one yourself. of the harder songs, one of the harder songs Disney has put out. <laughs> but, but, but the meaning. But that's what they mean. should do with that franchise. Let it, let go. it go. Let it go. Take uh, your yeah. own advice, brother. I think they should take it off the Disney app. That's <laughs> what I'm about to watch. I think they should cancel the whole movie. This is all the fun you get, when you start having kids, man. <laughs> my, my my question is, how many more Toy Stories can they make? Aren't there already like five of them? Like, I mean, I mean or well, there's how much movies. farther can the story go? You're going to have to evolve the toys eventually. Mr. Potato Head, nobody's going to know what that is. They did a whole series of shorts about this new Forky character in four that came out that we've watched, you know, a thousand times now. And there's another little series of shorts that they do that incorporate some really interesting voices, such as, you know, like Mel Brooks. And, you know, there's a, there's a couple of others that are pretty good playing different Mm. toys in the, uh, in the room. You know, (laughs) to, 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 uh, to, Help Chris not blow his brains out here before this segment's over to transition it since we're talking about things that I, I have been I forget from time to time to do it, but I have been lately like at night when I'm kind of by myself, finally once we've watched Frozen for the third time in the afternoon. Um I've been getting much more into Gamecocks Plus. They Derek Scott and that whole group have just done an outstanding job mm-hmm. yeah I, I think really it's really good. good stuff really good yeah. stuff incredible value add for counter fan base for sure but i am like listen i'm a disney guy i like i like uh you know i've got four younger siblings so i've seen them all man so yeah i'm not really a frozen wow. guy either but toy story i'm all about it i'm just like how many more can they make right but you got to tap into the newer the younger generation so i, I get it i get it so yeah, yeah i just don't know what's what's gonna happen all right so we're, we're talking a, a lot of different things uh today um <laughs> First of all, the Dawn Staley statue. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I think there's people with opinions about it out there, but I don't think it's a controversial thing. Uh, I guess we kind of hash that out. But uh, your thoughts on that, Chris? And um, you know, in general, Dawn Staley and this women's basketball program, and and sort of, I guess, what they mean. Uh, you know, as far as your perspective yeah. goes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer, right? And when you think about, you know, I know many people were talking about should Aaliyah Boston get a statue and Asia Wilson got hers, but I feel like it's it's just more, uh, and maybe Aaliyah will get one, should get one. You can certainly debate that, argue that. I think she's had a, a career that rivals Asia Wilson's, but I think of what Dawn Staley's building, sort of like count a baseball, where it's like there's so many different players you could erect a statue for. Why not just give a statue to the person who constructed it all. And for women's basketball, of course, in Columbia, that's Dawn Staley. So I, I didn't read the entire article in regards to like where it's going to be. I was a little confused in regards to the location. I guess it's what, downtown or something like that? Not necessarily outside of, of CLA, but either way, it's well-deserved. And I think, too, it's it's a recognizing of what she's done, but also what she's going to do because they are – I mean, they're far from finished, guys. I mean, if South Carolina wins Sunday, which I think we all feel good on their home floor at CLA, they'll do it. 
I mean, there's a good chance this team could just go wire to wire and not lose a game all season long. I mean, there's nobody that if they're playing their best basketball is even going to come close, remotely close to beating them. So, I mean, it's well-deserved. Again, Dawn Staley, what she's done with that program. And let's remember, right, she didn't take over some juggernaut. I think I saw – I think yesterday somebody pointed out they went like 10-18 and 18 or something like that in their first year. And from, for them to go to from that to, you know, what we're seeing now, I mean, guys, I've equated it to being a fan of – South Carolina women's basketball with Dawn Staley as the head coach. It's like being a fan of the Patriots when they had Tom Brady as their quarterback and Bill Belichick as their coach, where it's like the regular season's a lot of fun, but our season doesn't even begin to the postseason because our goals are to win it all. I mean, it, it, they're, they're nothing short of that, right? You know what I mean? The, the regular season's kind of just for us to flex our muscles and have some fun and prove and show why we are the best, but even more so on an elevated level, if you will. But, no, nah, it's well-deserved. Uh, again, there's a lot of great players that – have, have been at South Carolina, that, and there's going to be more great players that you could argue should have recognition or statues like Asia Wilson. But, I mean, without a doubt, you need to recognize and, and give credit to the person who has constructed it all, and that is Dawn Staley. So, I mean, I'm definitely happy to see it, and I think all Gamecocks are as well. I, well, I want to go to your point that you made a minute ago. I, I, I said it earlier, too. I agree with you. I, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to lose a game this year. And, and – they have a brand of basketball, but they can also beat you in so many different ways. I mean, they can shoot lights out, but if they don't, if, if they're off, you know, then it's like, okay, well, we, girl, hey, we can't hold them to 50 tonight. we got to hold them to 30. Oh, okay. I mean, they did it last year in the postseason. It, yep. it's, it's, uh, it's very rare to have a program like that. Yeah, great defense has definitely been a staple of the program. You mentioned JB last year in the in the postseason. That's one of the reasons why they were just so dominant. It's, it feels like this suffocating defense. So, yeah, I mean, they can beat you in a multitude of ways. And when you've got the number of great players they have and when you recruit the type of classes they have, I mean, it's it's just – it's an embarrassment of riches, if you will, for Dawn Staley. But, again, it all goes back credit to her and her coaching staff for – uh, selling University of South Carolina in the program. And, I mean, dude, overtaking UConn, overtaking everybody. Like, South Carolina, I don't know how you could argue they're not the premier destination, the premier spot, the premier program in women's college basketball, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think the greatest challenge now for the rest of the way out, right, going undefeated is just bringing that same intensity, that same focus, game in, game out. But, I mean, even this LSU game Sunday – I mean, you look at LSU, yes, they're undefeated, but, I mean, they haven't been dominant like South Carolina has. So, um, you know, I, I posed a question <clears throat> last week just because we're at this point. You know, people were saying, you know, would it actually help us to lose a game or what have you to to refocus? And I, I don't even know that this team really needs that, you know what I mean, With, with uh, because the expectations are so high. And I think Dawn Staley and those players themselves hold themselves to such a high standard, right? I mean, they want to win it all and win every single game. And, you know, I'm sure they've got the chip on their shoulder from from last year. I think what happened in the SEC tournament when Kentucky beat them. So there's plenty of motivation for this group. And, again, like you mentioned, JB and, and everybody else, I mean, if this team shows up uh, with that same resolve and attitude and, I mean, they've got the talent, they've got the skill set, they can beat you in multiple ways. And I, I really just don't think there's anybody that's, that's even going to remotely give them a ball game for most of the rest of the season. And I think, you know, it, it's uh, – National championship robust yet again, which is due to, you know, what Dawn Staley's been able to build and create here. Y'all think she would ever, no matter where it is, would ever leave? I mean, it, it generally, like, the most successful coaches in the history of women's basketball at this level, they're they're lifers at their program. I mean, you look at Pat and Gino and T Tara Vanderveer. 
Viv- Vivian Stringer's the only one that, that I can remember. Uh, that, uh, <clears throat> uh, oh, and Kim Mulkey. And Kim, uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, Kim, is Kim in that? Is she in that group? That, the, I think so. Yeah, well, she won a national title at Baylor. At Baylor? You know? Yeah, she did win one at Baylor. So, yeah. She's she one of the be. goats in that sport, literally. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, do, do you do you see Dawn as being someone that if she did leave would want to do something like transcend the game? Like people have tossed around coaching at the NBA level, coaching the men's – like I just – I mean, you never say never, but maybe they're – I mean, who knows? I mean, you might come to a point where she's like, what else can I do in the women's game? Like, like what else can I really do? You know, I mean, I, I just, I'm just throwing it out here. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think, think if I think we were to get drawn away, it would be something that we just couldn't think of at this point. It would right. be something outside right. the box, like moving I mean, up to not just the W, but maybe the NBA. Yeah, her yeah. alma mater's come after her. Her alma mater's come after her twice, Virginia. I mean, you know, you could someday. I mean, like if if you go on this big run and and you know. It's just about sustaining rather than competing. I mean, sometimes she's a competitor. She wouldn't have taken the Temple in South Carolina jobs if she wasn't uh, a competitor. I mean, knowing South Carolina, we might just make her the next AD, you know? So, you know, know, I I think with this, with everything that's going on, you know, the future that's coming with the facilities, uh, you know, all these, we don't really specifically know, but we do know there's stuff coming. And obviously, there are things that are going to be happening around the Colonial Life Arena. I'll be really interested to see how involved she gets with that because historically at South Carolina, they they do a really good job of including their head coaches in a lot of this. Coach Tanner built Founders Park. I mean, that had his fingerprints all over it when he was the head coach uh, of the baseball team. Coach Muschamp had a ton to do with, with the facilities across the street. Coach Spurrier had a ton to do with the upgrades. Um, I, I know they've gotten Shane's input on a ton of stuff. So when they start to make these changes again, I'll be in- anxious to see because that, that's something like we're talking about her future. Well, that's something that might I'm not saying she won't be engaged, but it's so, it's just something else for her to dip her toes into. Like, yeah, I do want to be involved in something like this. Oh, I think absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you get her input? Why wouldn't you get her feedback? I, I, I think it would be. uh you know, foolish not to. So, yeah, I, I will be curious and to see in the upgrades, man. I mean, you talk about that. Obviously, I think that's one of the big, bigger pieces of news of the week. And it, it's funny, though. I, I know a lot of people were uh, craving more when the announcement came out. It's like, okay, we made an announcement about announcing we might be doing something. We don't know what it is yet. I know a lot of rumors are flying around. But, uh, yeah, in regards to basketball upgrades, I mean, how could you not get Dawn Staley's feedback and, and what she wants to do? And you make a great point. All the coaches that, you know, people don't think about. I mean, Muschamp definitely did. Uh, have a lot to do with, with that indoor facility. And, and then, yeah, I mean, Founders Park just it, it reeks of Ray Tanner's, you know, bomb basher mentality, right? It's it's another bomb box. So, um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how involved she gets. And I would expect her to be very involved with it. The uh, SEC baseball preseason coaches poll is out. South Carolina picked fourth in the East behind Tennessee, Florida, Vandy. Uh, the Gamecocks and George, by the way, could also make you fourth in the country if you finish there, yeah, right. So, that that leads in the West to be top 10, kind of an FYI. In the West, it's LSU, AM, Arkansas, defending national champion, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn, and then uh, the national champion from two seasons ago, Mississippi State, picked last in the SEC West. They still do have divisions in baseball. Uh, what say you, Chris, about the Gamecocks being uh, picked fourth in the East? My my gut is with the pitching that they, they probably could go a little higher than that. But uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's probably fair. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I think it's fair. I think it's very fair. I mean, LSU and Tennessee are, are the talks of the conference going into the season. You know, LSU, uh, you know, they were already talented coming into this year, but they add Tommy Tanks from over at NC State, the most high-profile freshman from a season ago. They added – his name slips my mind right now, but the kid from, I believe, Air Force, who's like a, a stud that's going to be their Friday night guy. There's like 97, 98. I mean, Tennessee is the team that I think they're going to benefit greatly from not being that team that has the target on their back necessarily. I think that's going to be LSU. Tennessee still absolutely loaded across the board. I think fourth for the Gamecocks is about right. Um, You know, what is Vanderbilt going to be? They're kind of intriguing to me. I think Vandy is just being put ahead of South Carolina probably just because you know, the the D1 baseball guys, they trust the Commodores a little more, which I, I don't necessarily blame them. And then Florida's intriguing too, right? You know, Florida's been down by Florida standards, right? Like we have high standards. Florida's got extremely high standards. And so this is a big year for Sully and those guys, and they've added a couple of transfer pieces as well. And the guys they've got back, I mean, obviously, man, it's, it's the Gators. They, they're going to have a, an elite ball club. But, uh, no, I, th- I think South Carolina's ceiling is definitely higher than – then fourth in the SEC East, but I mean it's it's the point that JB just made. And if you look at D one baseball's um, top twenty five, if you look at their postseason projections, guys, they've got every single team in the West going to the postseason. Every single one of them. I mean, it, it's yeah. just the as good as SEC football is, right? We talk about the best conference. SEC baseball is it's absurd. I mean, it's it Ole is. Miss was the last team in last year, and they won the whole thing. I mean, it's like you said, they got what they get picked to finish fourth in the West, and then the reigning national champions. I know they lost a lot, but it's just the depth of the league, and that's what makes it so much fun, right? If you're trying to sell somebody on college baseball and SEC baseball specifically, I mean, it's just great ball weekend in, weekend out. So, you know, we're going to break it down a lot more next week. I'll have my full predictions and everything out on the Monday podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. And, again, I think this is a ball club that – you know, a lot of folks feel this way where we've got this cautious optimism. I've got optimism around this team when you look at the pieces they've added. And of course, it starts with the pitching, and the pitching has really got an opportunity to be elite. But my skepticisms and where my fear comes in is just the hitting side. And you're asking this ball club and these new transfers who are really high on, but you're asking this club to do something under Mark Kingston that they just have not done, and that's it. And that's hit consistently, and that's hit with runners in scoring position, and that's timely hitting, and just hitting as a whole. I mean, if this group if this group hits 270 or better, like there's a good chance you're in Omaha. That's how good the pitching is. So um, I think fourth in the preseason is fair. I mean, listen, you're fourth in the East, and you're a preseason top 25 team. So, um, you know, as JB mentioned, you could finish fourth in the East and finish top 10 nationally. I mean, that's, that's just how loaded the league is. I mean, there's seven of the top 10 in the preseason – are from the SEC. So, all in all, again, I think it's fair. You never know in baseball, right? I think baseball is is the most difficult to make predictions around because you just truly never know, right? But, um, you know, I, I think the ceiling's high for the Yardcocks, but I think offensively it's it just got to click. Yeah, and, I, and I'll add to that. I know you're, you're getting close to having to get out of here in just a minute. Um, I mean, this is – I never have cared about preseason baseball rankings because they, they really don't matter. It's nice to hang banners, but at the end of the day, uh, we all know that um, that uh, of any sport, this is the one where the preseason stuff doesn't matter. You, y'all just referenced Ole Miss a minute ago. You know, with that said, on you know, we talked to Mark for a little bit the other day, and, and Monty will be on next week, and – I think one of the things that's really encouraging is that they they now have to begin the year, and they're going to see guys. I mean, I think people look at the schedule and they say, well, there's there, who are these teams? I've never heard of UMass Lowell or Hartford or whatever. you got to remember something like 
generally northern teams can pitch because they, mm-hmm. they can only work out inside. So they find guys, and everybody night. If you throw ninety now, you might as well throw seventy five. I mean, but 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 they do. With that said, though, collectively, Chris is they they have the opportunity the way the schedule sets up this year to kind of figure themselves out a little bit. And and Mark even kind of mentioned that to us the other day. Coach King said, yeah, you got, look, we got Clemson. We're going to see some guys that are pretty good. But we, we got a chance to kind of find our identity before we get into conference play. And that's a little bit different this year than it's been in the past. Yeah, I think it's pivotal, JB. They take advantage of non-conference play because with all due respect to the, uh, I believe it's the River Hawks of UMass Lowell they'll take on next weekend. And listen, I know Ken gave Texas A&M some headaches and, you know, you obviously have the rivalry series and then Bethune-Cookman. All due respect to those guys and all due respect to the midweek. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a much more favorable non-conference slate. So the, the yeah, pitching's going to eat. Sure. There's no doubt the pitching's going to eat. But but it's just all about building some confidence and getting the sticks going. And like you mentioned, JB, of course, the non-conference, this is the time to play around with it, right? This is the time you find your best nine, you find your best nine sticks, which is what it comes down to. If you hit, you're going to be in that lineup. But you need to have your guys by the time you get to SEC play, right? When you're facing guys that are throwing 96, 97 every day, that's not the time to figure yourself out. It's just not. It's just not. So um, building confidence, right, gaining a lot of wins, that goes without saying. But I, but I think – you know, getting hot early on. I know the pitching, like you mentioned, JB, the pitching's always ahead of the hitting. These northern teams, they do feature some arms here and there. But I think it's really important to get off to a hot start, build some confidence going into SEC play, man. That's what it comes down to. By the way, guys, quick side note, the uh, preseason coaches just dropped their picks. This is breaking news. Pretty much just exactly the same. Tennessee, Florida, Vandy, South Carolina, fourth, Georgia, Kentucky, Mizzou. So nothing really breaking there, I guess you could say. But uh, the coaches also have – the Gamecocks pick to finish fourth in the East. But for sure, I, I agree with you, J.D. I, th- I think we're going to know a lot. I, I really do. I think that early non-conference slate, I mean, you're not going to write off a team because the first 20 games. But if this team comes out of non-conference play hitting below 300, that I think that's going to be a reason, unfortunately, to be concerned. Yeah, it's a, I'll tell you what, one kid I'm going to keep an eye on. I had heard this. I'm glad King mentioned it the other day. Carson Horning has a chance to be really, really, really good for this team in the middle of the lineup. So, if they can get him yeah, that's, going. That's a name he's yeah. mentioned a lot. So, I, I think they're banking on that. Too. Yeah, that freshman yeah, yeah. to sophomore jump. That, that's that's definitely one of those guys they're leaning on. Car- Carson well, that's, Horning. At the and, that, and that's the thing, you know, Chris, I know you got to go, man. But uh, that's the thing, too, <laughs> that a lot, a, a lot of people – you know, I, I'm optimistic because they do have arms. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And then, no, and, and excuse me, they have healthy arms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think people forget how many young guys played last year. So if mm-hmm. those guys have developed, which my intel says they have, we'll right. see. We got to watch them play. But if they've developed, and you and you add good, healthy arms to that, and they can figure out the back end of that bullpen because the best program, the best teams in this program ever always have a setup guy and they always have a closer. Period. The end. That's just the way it's been. They can figure that out. They have a chance. Um, so, we'll, we'll, there's there's reason for optimism. I know a lot of people are sketchy on all the you know. Mark's never done this, that, and the other. You know, I, I think there's a little bit more in the details. So I'm excited to see him roll it out. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say this. If this team does not win this year, it's not due to a lack of talent. I'll just put it that way. There, there are good ball players on this team, no doubt. they got to stay healthy, like you mentioned. I mean, that's that's and that's something kind of out of everybody's control. They've got to stay healthy. I mean, last year they just 
realistically, did they hit? No, but they never had a chance on the mound. I, you had like, what, seven, eight guys that went down with it. I mean, there's oh, no team God. in the SEC that could have overcome what they dealt with. But mm -hmm. if you stay healthy on the mound, fingers crossed, knock on wood, there is no reason why this team should not have a really good year. I agree. We done? Is it, right. You got anything? Yeah? No? Chris Phillips, Spurs Up Show, every yeah. Thursday, high energy. Uh, we'll talk this, to you there a little bit, Chris. Yeah, JC, JB, Phil, appreciate you guys. And JC, looking forward to chatting with you this afternoon, my friend. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. yeah, man. All right, we, we got to hit a break. We're up against it. Uh, back after no, this. No, we're good. We're, whoa, 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 we're good? Remember, we took it. Yeah, we took one before, Chris, so we're good. We're good till noon. That's right. Sure I'm sorry, that? my short-term memory is, is shot. I'm going to let Jamie handle right. this from now on. That's what y'all are paying me for. Keep this <laughs> I, sh I shouldn't be calling breaks. I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be calling out breaks. Uh, I'm like right. that guy at the Beacon, and my orders are all messed up. You know, they said a chili cheese. I'm like, cheeseburger like a burger. No, chili cheese. You forgot. Chili cheese are plenty. Walking, walking. Yeah, I, uh, Gary, the biggest addition to the lineup is mine. <laughs> you know, I, I – I, um, I, I I hope so. I look. I <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to talk about Monty sometimes uh, because I I have known him since I was nine years old and I I'm very biased. I, I will publicly and gladly admit that. Um, with that said, you know I, I I know what his approach to things is. That that though does not at all discount um, you know what they were trying to do offensively prior to. I mean they they, they have introduced kind of a new approach not new but uh trying trying to be a little bit more well-rounded in their approach offensively to south carolina um in in the last couple of years and last year they were really young and they and they did and they just didn't their team are era was 5.4 that never happens at south carolina i mean and and ever like that never happens in south carolina so you know, that tells you a lot of it. I mean, there was a lot of games last year where they had scratched it together offensively, if y'all remember. And then and then you get to the sixth and seventh inning and it just fell apart. They just didn't have anybody left. And so um, but with that said, yes, Monty is an excellent offensive mind. He's really good and and um and they have players that are capable of doing a lot of different things. And that's what that's what I'm excited about. Switching gears to football recruiting. I'm I'm sitting here. I happened to pop on this kid Jonathan Paylor's film from his junior year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why nobody at twenty four seven Sports is updating the database these days. But he just had freshman film sitting up there on his page. So I'm watching his junior film. Guys, Carolina leads for this kid. He's out of Burlington Cummings High School in North Carolina. He is really, really good. I mean, they call him the missile. Yeah. And that's kind of what he looks like out on the field. So that's uh, – we had this big discussion about recruiting in the state of North Carolina the other day, and I'm like, well, they may get a couple of guys in 2024, and this one's one of them. And my God, I mean, it's – he's like a, a, a thicker Juju McDowell with better straight-line speed and, and football instincts. How, how does that sound? Based on – Excellent fit. evaluation there. And so, yes. Yes. You know like, how to see it. <laughs> offers from all over Ohio State, Georgia, North Carolina, uh, everybody, North Carolina State. Uh, and the Gamecocks have the lead. So, well, I mean, that? you know, that's, uh, that, you, you, you got to hold on to the lead. But I mean, if you, you, you if you lead right now, that's, that's a good sign in that state. I think, uh, 
you know, and he's, he's rated pretty highly too. I think he's a 95, like, so he's a top 100 guy, um, big time kid out of North Carolina. I mean, you, and, and I, and I think sometimes if you get a guy like this, who everybody wants, uh, out of North Carolina, it, it, it almost gives guys permission to start considering South Carolina, because from what I was told from my contacts, that is an issue in that state. South Carolina hasn't been winning. So they're just not that popular uh, of yeah. a program. Um, you know, when Steve Spurrier got there, they kind of got back in. You had Brad Lowing, who has a lot of connections up there, et cetera, et cetera. Historically, they've done well, but they have hit a drought. Uh, boy, I mean, you you, you get this kid? Uh, my goodness. Yeah, and I I, uh, I had seen, like I said, his freshman film and was impressed. I, I'm, abs- I'm I'm blown away right now by, by this guy. So that's, uh, boy, I, I can imagine what all you could do with this this cat on offense. He's, uh, he's special, so. Uh, right. That's pretty good news, and I had it done on my list of things to talk about today. Anyway, I want to talk about it before the break. Somebody mentioned in the chat box, whatever. I think this is so. He's number two in the state of North Carolina right now. I think he's better than the Jaden Davis kid, the quarterback, who I think is like a Chris Leak, a guy that everybody ranks high, and that's why I don't understand why we rank guys when they're freshmen. Is there, Dylan, same thing happened, Dylan Moses. Everybody yeah. ranks him high because he's better than everybody else in, in ninth grade, and then everybody just gets better you know, than them. And so Jaden Davis, based on hype and the fact that somebody decided he was number one at that point in time, he's going to stay at number one. You know, nobody in the South really not beating down his door or anything like that, you know. Uh, probably going to be Chris Leak type. Chris Leak won a national championship. Nothing wrong with Chris Leak. But is he, you know, what they the generational thing they use? This kid, Jonathan Paler, shoe buddy. Shoe, shoe buddy. Uh, my goodness, blown away. Man, golly, forget about Nick Harper. Who's Nick who? I mean, you know, I, I, straight line? This is, you know, you're know, you not catching this cat. Can and Harper I saw him on defense run somebody down. from The guy had 15 yards on him, ran him down. Can Nick Harper catch him? I would think so. Straight line? No. No. <laughs> If he can't, you need to call Curtis and tell Curtis he needs to get this cat in, too. There's no doubt. I'd love to have another Curtis Fry uh, press conference. (laughs) Me, too. Oh, yeah. Talk about winning the press conference. (laughs) Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up. JC's got a really good article up on the Big Spur. We'll talk about it when we get back and more right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me. JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. 
in-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Chicken's got the racial spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who was born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you win or lost a step or two. Fell down the peck in order, couldn't fight like you. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms at Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how you get in touch with John Barber and his team down there. Give them a call. Talk about enclosing a porch or a patio for you to enjoy your outdoor space bug-free this summer. If you live near the river, you know how bad that can get. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you live in the low country, then no they, yeah. Oh, please, yeah. They're, they're already <laughs> out. They're already yep. out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting kid. to feel it here in the upstate, too, so, uh, yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Here, I got here. daffodils ready to bloom, JC. <laughs> Da- daffodils. <laughs> Y'all know what I paid to see some daffodils right now. I mean, I, mean, I, can't. I can see some, some floral. Yeah, Man, right. pop it in the next day or two. <laughs> can I? I I'm gonna. Um, I want to uh, give a uh, shout out to our friend and this who's grown into one of my favorite people ever, uh, Michael Haney, who y'all know very well. Uh, because that song you hear coming in an hour or two is his. Yeah. He wrote that with Patrick. Patrick produced it. Patrick Davis, for anybody who's wondering. And um, it, if you've not downloaded Born to Crow, it will get your morning off right every day. You got to download it. It's free, obviously, in whatever platform you use. It is. I told. I texted PD. I said, I got bad news for you, man. Big old cock is yesterday's news. Born to Crow is the future. Like, remember when Dippin' Dots came out? Born to Crow oh. is the Dippin' Dots of Gamecock oh. music. It's oh, the music of the future. That is a mighty strong statement there. Sir. Yeah, I crushed yeah, it. Little, I, I was yeah, crushing it. Because they, 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 they rallied with, like, things like uh, Cold Stone Creamery. And uh, they started, okay, well, you can have your Dippin' Dots, but we'll let you mix an alligator in with your ice cream if you'd like. Yeah. And, and that got popular. And uh, right. I don't know. I'm a fan of Cold Stone. Anyway, Meredith in the chat box. The lyrics, though, every you know, for well, he changed. I see. I'm a traditionalist with that. I like the 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 original lyrics, right? None none of the the variations. Let the old ball coach say something. When when he hired Shane, or when Shane got hired, I texted PD the next day. I said, "Got to change song again, man." He goes, "Oh damn, I didn't think about that." I said, "Yeah, well, uh, back to work." So he did, uh, but he'll, he'll flip, he'll flip it in there with Hootie and all kinds of guys. But anyways, we, we got great ambassadors at Carolina, man. Those guys are rep. They represent everywhere they go and they're, and y'all know them. They're the best people you could 
ask for. I mean, they're just awesome in yeah. Masters, South Carolina. Have y'all seen? Um, and JC, I want to get your article in a minute because you, you you've got some good stuff on the big spread days. About finally, it's about time. Um, I, uh, I have y'all seen the. <laughs> Have y'all seen the preview for the new movie coming out in April, Air, that Ben Ben Affleck produced and directed? I have not. About, about, about Nike? No. No, I have not. No. It's, it's him and Matt Damon, Jason Bateman. I mean, everybody's in this thing, and it's how Nike basically got started. Uh, and Converse, all those brands were the big brands back then. And they were like, "What? No, nobody's going to buy a Nike. What is a Nike? And um, you got to if you it's on. I think it's on. I think they finally released the the official trailer on Twitter today. There's been a couple versions out. Do you guys see that's, it? This is this that's gonna one be I'll movie. definitely check out. Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 piques my interest a little more than Frozen Six or whatever the hell we were talking about earlier. I agree. But, yeah, with you. Um, yeah, well, I did want to mention uh, Jan pops in. My boy Jan, who's going to build. Uh, he's seven days away from constructing a PBR tree in the parking lot at Founders Park. All right. We love that about Jan. We'll get some pictures of that. Uh, Meredith also is in the chat box. Lance Player says, I don't golf, but I like to drink and roll the cart around. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, and y'all uh, jump on booking things with Meredith because her business is taking off here. And yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. She's probably about to skyrocket too. So go. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. KellerEnterprises.org. Yeah. Go see Meredith. Book She's got a loves killer golf. business model, man. She sent me a. She sent me for uh, on her dime too. She's so sweet. Uh, some lessons for my my bride who wants to learn how to play golf, and um, we haven't done that yet. We got to get out there and film it and send it to Meredith. But I'm kind of stringing this along because I don't really want her to learn how to play golf. Because when I go play golf, I don't want her to ask if she can come. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to do the whole beer per hole, buddy bro thing. Yeah. When you play like, if I called day. Smoke and I was like, because Smoke plays every day. Hey, yeah, I'm going to come play. He's got a standing tea time. Just, hey, you want to come play whenever? Okay. Well, me and Carrie. Right. Like, no, no, no. The wife? Well, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on now. But, yeah, so. <laughs> I, I said, see but my wife on a golf course. <laughs> oh, I could, too. She'd be, <laughs> oh, yeah, she She'd be in the cart with me. She'd be in the cart with me chilling. With you and uh, Lance, that's how it would be. <laughs> Jay Jerry did mention, though, play. no players from Carolina on preseason coaches all SEC first or second team. Not even Will Sanders. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's whatever. I mean, it's fine. I don't care. I care who's on it at the end of the year. That's all I care about. Uh, you know, at the end of the year, you get a get a few guys on there. Yeah, probably all right. How many? How many times? I mean. <laughs> Missouri's had first and second teamers every year since uh, they got yeah. in the league. How many times did they win it? You know? I mean, None. So. Nat, Nat says she'll play with your wife. Uh, last time Nat uh, played golf, she had a worm burner, hit a squirrel, and killed it. She started crying. She killed a squirrel? I've never heard that before. <laughs> Hell of a shot, man. That thing's flying about that. 90 That's miles power. an hour. That's but it was straight, straight shot. Worm burner. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Squirrel drop his nuts, right? You drop your nuts. <laughs> drop his nuts. Drop she, nuts. she Cam Smith and thing out, out there, huh? And, and oh. that adds, we'll be drinking with your credit cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, all right. That's, no. that's interesting. So oh, don't, just don't kill a squirrel. Just don't kill a squirrel. Um, they call her squiller. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's Nancy golf story. Well, I I wouldn't worry about the preseason stuff again. Uh, let's let's just focus on on 
let's focus on the little things. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Um, yeah, it surprises me though because you hear so much about Will Sanders. I think he is a proven player. I can't imagine many better arms in, in the. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, so I, yeah. I'm not. I, uh, you know, maybe there is. I, like I said, I don't know enough about it. Uh, usually when I have a baseball question, it's like I'll ask JB or Whittle. So I'm just like, <laughs> i just ask them. Well, I you mean, know? Will's a preseason All-American by three outlets. So, you know, I'm sure if you ask Will Sanders, would you rather be all preseason All-League or preseason All-American? He'll take the All-American on Yeah, that's what makes yeah. no sense to me at all. But anyway. Nah, it's, it's okay. It's And it's also, this is the best league in the country, you know, you – you, you, he's he's more than likely. I mean, I think he said it pretty convincingly the other day, didn't he? He said he's going to be a first rounder. I, I believe. Yeah, him. I Kingston was very ball. blunt about it. He could also be, you know, the sixth arm taken off the board out of this league. So, I mean, it's this is look. I, I you know, I know a lot of guys who play in the SEC. Clearly, um, they they will tell you, and we'll ask some of them next week. Not to give away our, our Friday program next week, but we can you can ask them. Let them say it publicly. The SEC is much better than than certain leagues in pro ball. Um, you, you you get to double A, you, you kind of all right. Now you feel like you're playing in the SEC again. Rookie ball, nah. Low A, high A. This is a more difficult league than playing in in those leagues a lot. So it's how good it is. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, Will Sanders surprised me. And realistic, Joel says maybe the coaches have seen this movie before. But no, they don't. They don't vote on that. They've seen Will there. Sanders pitch. He pitched pretty well. I mean, you're talking about an individual rather than. I, I understand the concerns about the team, uh, uh, but uh, an individual, I, I don't know. Who yeah, knows? No, who knows how they pick it? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> JC, but you got anyway. a really you got a really good article out on the Big Spur um, that was um, that was my uh, my morning read today, uh, and you, you did give some of the do what the Spur notes, yeah, Spur notes, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. when I first started the Big Spur. I did Spur notes every single day. Yeah, that's hard yeah, to well, do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you. Yeah, some people just weren't cut out for the road, JC. Um, but no, you, you've got some really interesting stuff in there uh, involving a lot of things. If you haven't read it, uh, you should probably read it. It's my free plug for our friend here, JC Sherbert, owner of thebigspur.com. Um, and you did add some baseball and stuff in there, but also you've got uh, a couple of things, some a little bit of the behind the scenes, kind of cementing the Nicholas Harbor drama, that, that yeah. kind of the final 12 hours almost. And then um, the final word on the OC search, and I kind of wanted to start there because it's you. You know, I, I know, I know that you know um, what was going on, and and I know, and I know how you know it. Um, and I think that there are still some people out there that that are like, I don't care what anybody says. There's yeah. no way that Shane Beamer wouldn't try to get a hold of Garrett Riley. I mean, for God's sakes, he coached underneath his brother. But I'll let you take it from here. That is actually not true. Yeah, I, I needed to set the record straight because, uh, you know, I, I started digging on this. And, you know, fortunately, uh, from just a journalism, and I, I and look, I don't consider myself a journalist or, or anymore because that term is just so poisonous to me with how quote-unquote journalists act. These days, I much prefer personality, analyst, expert, maybe wow. not expert, spurrier, clown, mastermind, beef sandwich, whatever you want to call me. I, I Don't call me a journalist. Uh, 
but I still report and have sources, right? So I, I, you know, and so I was fortunate enough to have Logan's name out before everybody. And then October. that thing was kind of a roller coaster for a while. And then, um, yep. you know, uh, and then, so I started digging on it because I, I knew enough to know he was the guy, you know, it was who I could, you know, and, and then when the, the talk about, you know, industry sources, uh, saying that Shane Beamer went after Garrett Riley hard and all that. And then you had some people even connected with Carolina slightly that, you know, spoke with people that should know better, you know, uh, or that should know that didn't. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Shane Beamer never talked to Garrett Riley about this job. And if you think logically about it, you understand why. Uh, I've said this many times. We're in a different era of college football. There really is no tomorrow. Normally, 10 years ago, I'd say, get the best coach. And if one player leaves, even if he's a quarterback because of the best coach, you know, you're, you're in this for the long haul. Do what's best for your program in the long haul. Well, because of the transfer portal and because of NIL and because of the wild, wild west uh, type of deal we live in these days, you never know. You can lose half your roster one year and it not even be your fault. Uh, so, so you need to win. Because as we all found out under Will Muschamp, you know, he's, you know, we talk about Will Muschamp's luck a lot. And, and I don't believe in luck, but things, some things about his tenure make you think. I mean, here's a guy that went four and eight. The bottom completely falls out. He loses his quarterback in the season opener in 2019. They have just some brutal losses, tough losses, lost to App State at home, did not make a bowl, progress stalls. Then he goes and signs a top 20 recruiting class. The next year, the schedule, the first four games were very favorable. It was Coastal, uh, which, look, had he not beaten Coastal, you're looking at an 11-game Mike Bobo era, right? Uh, but, he, you know, Coastal, I think they could have beaten. East Carolina, they could have beaten. It was home. Missouri was at home. And then Kentucky on the road. So you could have a 3-1, and 4-0 start in 2020. And a global pandemic hits. <laughs> And there's all these out there, you know, Will did a good job. Oh, Will did a good job keeping everybody together through all the so social unrest and stuff. But man, they just couldn't win. They couldn't win, right? And they didn't have a very favorable schedule. I mean, I, I think, and, you know, so he, he just couldn't win. But you see that, you know, with Muschamp getting fired and all that, it does not matter. It does not matter what the circumstances are. You either win or you're out. And so I say all that to say this, there is no tomorrow. Well, what's the most important thing? There's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of guys in call plays. A lot of guys would love to come to South Carolina. What's the most important thing? Is it, you know, as long as you don't hire Satterfield, you're going to have an upgrade, right? As many terrible offensive coordinators as come through here, you know, Marcus Satterfield's the worst. I feel comfortable saying that. And I, anybody that disagrees with me doesn't really – and I know the last two games, but we all know what happened there. So so, so you want Rattler you want Rattler to come back. It makes sense for Rattler to come back. You know, he's probably sixth or seventh round at best now. Uh, they don't draft you based on two games of potential in the National Football League um, unless you're one of these lumbering six-foot-five guys that, that's around athletic, which they seem to love, but that's not Rattler either. So coming back is a big deal for him too. But he wasn't going to come back and play for the guy whose brother bitched him in Oklahoma. He wasn't going to come back and play in the system that he left at Oklahoma. He didn't come to South Carolina to play an air raid style offense. Now, the little secret is a lot of pro style offenses have a lot of air raid concepts. But 
you go hire Garrett Riley and Spencer Rattler's gone. There's no question. No question. Now, I'm not saying they would have gotten Garrett Riley and Spencer Rattler not been there, but that's just not what Shane set out to do. He, he set out to hire the best OC that he could uh, for this thing. Now, I don't know how good or bad Dowell Loggins is going to be, but he didn't interview Garrett Riley. There was no like, oh, I struck out. And, and the, those are the two biggest problems and, and the biggest bunch of rumors that get started because people like care about things that aren't relevant to the situation. And number one is money. Ray Tanner did not give him the resources to go get who he needs. BS. That's not true. Shane Beamer hired who Shane Beamer wanted to hire. Ray would have, Ray and the athletic department would have stepped up. I know that for a fact. And then number two is nobody wants to come to South Carolina <laughs> because, uh, you know, they struggled so bad, you know, and, and you know, no, any coach worth a crap is going to look at the last three games of the year and go, man, that, those guys are pretty good. They got talent. It wasn't talent. That's the problem. And so get, get, Dowell Loggins is all Shane could get. That's not true either. Shane seriously considered one guy, Dowell Loggins. Uh, talked to two other ones. I don't know who they are, so don't – I mean, you can ask. I, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I, I don't even have a good guess on but like one of them. But most of the names you heard from industry sources, and trust me, I heard the names from industry sources as well, were completely inaccurate. And if you think about kind of how it unfolded, you know, there's all this talk about, oh, the, the planes here, or the airplanes there. And all those were recruiting trips. Trust me. You know, uh, we, uh, we, we sort of know most of the time what coaches are going where to recruit where. Everybody thought Shane's on his way to Atlanta. Woo! Going to meet with Dan Mullen. Woo! And uh, number one, Atlanta's nowhere near uh, where Mullins Lake House is, right? It's two hours from Peachtree to Cab Executive Airport. Number two, Greg Atkins and Lonnie Teasley are on that plane going to see Trevon Ball. And, and so that kind of stuff happens during – and I think that's the way coaching searches are going to kind of unfold, but I think it's my job to get out there and set the record straight. Um, you know, not necessarily be militant about it, but uh, I uh, – you know, I, that there's the truth, and then there's lies. And it, it's just not true that Beamer in any way, shape, or form went after Garrett Riley. Well, and uh, I, I, I want to add any, something to this, too. I, I want to get you to – I want to get your – I know we got to go to break, though. Just buy me two sure. minutes here so JC can answer this question because I think that, you know, Sh Shane obviously clearly said, you know, hey, look, I'm going to hire the best offensive coordinator for South Carolina. That's what I'm looking for. At the same time, though, I, I think Shane truly understood the importance of keeping Spencer Rattler here for one more. Because yeah. the, the best thing for South Carolina was Spencer Rattler coming back as quarterback to continue the build. So, like, if you want to worry about the future of the program, it's a lot easier to do it with a guy named Spencer Rattler who you're going to get to keep for a second year when you brought him in thinking you'd only get him for one. Now you're going to get him for two to continue to solidify that foundation. And uh, and then I think, you know, the way clearly the way that Shane looks at it is he almost killed two birds with one stone here. He, he, he has kept the one thing that he really, truly needed. Like, you could, we could look back. What I'm saying here, I think in Coach Beamer's mind, he says we could look back in five, six, seven years and equate our success to having Ratley here for two years instead of just one. But the other stone of that kill two birds with one stone scenario is the fact that he also got somebody he truly believes in as the OC in Dowell Loggins. 
Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's it. And, you know, I, I think that uh, the other part I, I mentioned, I mentioned this before too, uh, several times. Dowell is unlike Kurt Roper and Marcus Satterfield, who spent a year in the league as assistants to assistants and came back with all these big ideas from up there. You know, this guy was up there 20 years and he didn't just pop back to college and go, all right, all right, all right. Well, here, here's what, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here's what we're going to do. All right, all right, all right. We're, we're going to, we're going to do all this. And then they're just sitting there and, and I, I'm convinced Marcus Satterfield, he, he got an OC job in the NFL with a crawl on his belly through glass. Uh, to get there, right? Uh, Dowell Lyons is making a career change and committed to being the best coach in football, college football he can. Uh, so I think that situation is a little bit different. I understand, like, oh, another pro-style guy or whatever, but, uh, you know, South Carolina's offense, the last two, three games of the season look pretty much wide open and, you know, really fun. And it's a pro-style system. So, pro-style system. Yeah. so you know, pro-style – we watched the Chiefs and Eagles play on Sunday. Pro style doesn't mean three yards and eye formation play action uh, all the time like it used to. So that, yeah. I wanted to set the record straight there because there's still, you know, and, and I want to hammer, I don't want to talk about Dowell Loggins and the hire all offseason and debate it. But I felt like I should set the record straight in writing about exactly how that went down. Pretty good stuff, no doubt. Uh, we do need to hit a timeout. 35 minutes or so left to go. It's 12.23 on a Thursday, rainless Thursday so far afternoon, but it's coming at least to where we are. Hopefully not where you are, but we are coming right back, so don't go anywhere. Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios returns in a moment. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 Hey man 
Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblatt. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memori of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call. They'll be happy to talk with you about how they can bring some sunshine into your life this summer. And if you mentioned that you heard it here and decide to go with the project, they'll give you $500 off your project. And oh. just to, yeah, clean up some things here. You get a coupon, a coupon. It's a coupon, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I saw one thing that caught my eye. Hold on. Ryan W. comes in. JV, need to get Monty to come in the show for an interview. Monty will appear with us on Tuesday next week, 1130. Be there. Be here at 1130 on Tuesday. That's Monty Lee. You mentioned the summer. You mentioned the summer. I do want to remind people, as we remind people every day, too, that our program is powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, too, Phil. And if you enjoy the summer and you want to drop some weight, get, get, get one. An Aventon bike, a Magnum bike, a Velotric bike. They've got them all there. They sell all over the state of South Carolina. Just head to electricbikescharleston.com up to 28 miles per hour. But the the common misnomer here is that you just hop on it and cruise like a moped. While you can do that, believe it or not, they're actually bikes. So you go wherever you want to. And then if you feel like you need to kick it into assist mode or, or you know, pedal assist mode, to get yourself home, you you can do that too. They're they're perfect for everywhere. The Midlands, the mountains, the beach, you name it. Electric bikes, Charleston, uh, they they have it. And if they don't have it, they can find you all ages, all sizes. There's kids that are getting them. There's adults that are getting them. There are, I don't want to say older folks, but let's say uh, folks that might have a little bit more of a difficult time going 20, 25 miles on a bike if that's what they choose to do. Uh, maybe it's your parents and you want to get them active. This is a great way to do that. Electricbikescharleston.com. Guess what? Also, Gamecock owned and operated uh, from right right out of here in the low country. But again, assisting and servicing and selling to the whole state and service is pretty important because uh, after they sell it to you, they will also service it for you if you ever have an issue electricbikescharleston.com yeah looking forward to getting Monty on next week uh, I did see that and I forgot about it so I'm glad you brought that up Phil uh, Monty is uh, you know what's great about Monty and, and Coach King will do it too we didn't really throw him a bunch of these questions yesterday to let him get into it but man if you want to talk if you want to talk to Monty about like hitting he'll he'll get into the nuts and bolts and he'll blow you away and it's such a cool conversation you get him on like broad focus to find focus hitting and all this stuff and people are like what the hell is going on right now but you learn so much and you realize quickly why he's such a good coach uh so looking forward to that certainly yeah i love a good deep dive into stuff like that it is like you said it's one of the things i did enjoy about must champ just you know he'd sit there and 
happy to talk bowling. Yeah, he, he would talk Clay, Clay, and, and, and drove, drove one people one crazy because he, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, because sometimes he would say all that and nobody knew what he was talking about. And then he was like, he wouldn't answer anything in a clever, because once you go from Steve Spurrier to Will Muschamp, I mean, that's a, <laughs> yeah. you go from Lou Holtz to Steve Spurrier to Will Muschamp, that's like, you go from the ultimate poor mouther. I need to sit it have an outstanding kickoff team. I don't know how we're going to get good field position. And then you have Spurrier that doesn't even use any proper terms. He's like, shoot, we just call this play touchdown. Yeah. You know, I, I'll shoot. You know, he's not talking about the boundary and the vertical field position. But then Muschamp's like an encyclopedia. Yeah. Oh, the vertical field position and the – and the boundary, and then this there, there, the other, blah, 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 the nub side, and the and the attached, and the, and the sniffer, and I, all this stuff. Yeah, he's a ball, ball head, sniffer. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, wait a minute. Uh, Sonder has a good question. What uh, do you think is things standing right now is the biggest hole in next year's football team? I, I think lack of a proven pass rusher, although I, I, I think Jordan Tron is somewhat proven, you always have concern with somebody coming off of an injury and it's critical to rush the passer in the Southeastern conference or affect the passer. People get too caught up. I think sometimes the coaches will tell you this in stats like sack stats, but you got to affect the passer. I think Carolina did a above average job of, of affecting the passer this year, maybe slightly above average. I don't want to say it was like some of those great teams with Melvin Ingram and Clowney and Devin Taylor and those guys. But I do think, they were okay. But uh, to me, I mean, who is that guy going to be? How are they going to get there? You know, are we going to see more odd front? You know, are we going to see, you know, more um, stand-up by guys like Strawn and Umi Azulu? Uh, Bam Martin Scott, is he going to put his hand down? I mean, there's all these questions that, that I think Clayton White uh, and staff have to kind of figure out. Now, I'll say this. This defensive staff outside of the secondary does not like to move people at all, at all. Uh, they played Brian Thomas Jr. there last year, didn't even care. You know, <laughs> we don't care uh, at, at edge. So so I'm a little hesitant to say there'll be a bunch of changes. Uh, I do think that in a three-man front, three-man alignment, uh, and, and Elijah Davis coming in too could, could be a, a bigger end. I, I think Boogie, if you're in a three-man front, you got Boogie on one side, Tonka on the other, Nick Barrett, a guy like that at nose, he's kind of your zero technique. And then you have these stand-up linebackers types like Strong, like Umi Azulu, like Bam Martin Scott, like Pup Howard even, who I think personally will start at Will Linebacker in place of Brad Johnson as a true freshman. That's There's, there's your big prediction. Um but you have to identify those guys because I don't care how good you have, you, you can cover. You give anybody enough time, they're going they're going to pick you apart, especially in this league and with the talent at receiver and quarterback they have. So that would that would be the biggest hole I would think there would be uh, right now. Maybe somebody disagrees with me. I don't know. I I, I don't Phil, Do you? I I I think no, that yeah, no. yeah. I think most people right would would say either there or running back. I, I'm I'm a little bit more bullish on the running back group than most people are, um, and I and I think that running backs are a dime a dozen is very loosely used these days. But um, but you know you you can develop if you've got a good system, you can develop good running backs, and and I think that they like where they are. Uh, there 
I'm not saying that it's, you know, the talent of years past necessarily. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. Um, but I think that they'll be okay there. And you got a guy named Spencer Rattler at quarterback. So that's certainly going to make things easier. Not to mention all the other weapons out there. You know, you're not just going to be able to pin your ears back and run and rush the passer because there's a bunch of other guys who are going to go catch the ball. They're just yeah. not names that are household names yet around here. Um, but I would agree with you, JC. I, I think that they're probably going to be working on a plan to get creative if they if they don't add another guy or two to that room that they feel comfortable adding. And uh, we'll kind of see from there. But I, I do find it interesting that the the linebacker room, I think – I know some people are still worried about it. I'm not. I think they have – I think they flipped that room over. I think there's good talent in there. It's young talent. And um, I think those guys will make a, a good, heavy impact early for Carolina. VJ, yeah. I do not have a must-champ impression, by the way. Go ahead, Phil. No, Sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, Edge definitely, I think, is the biggest question mark heading into the season. I agree with you talent-wise on linebacker JB, but my one concern there is it was like it's uh, the inexperience, I think, is going to make it look perhaps a little slow at the beginning of the year. So hopefully those guys will, you know, get it together and kind of gel. Um, you know, from what we've heard, though, the guys in that group have it between the ears. It's just a matter of doing it at the right speed. Uh, but, you know, it was, and to your point, JC, you know, affecting the quarterback last year. Now, I haven't, you know, picked everything apart since the season has been over, but I seem to recall a lot of that coming from the middle anyway. Zach Pickens, Tonka Hemingway, Boogie, you know, those guys getting off their blocks. And being able to affect the pass as well as, you know, the run at times uh, up the middle, which I think, it, you know, bodes well for us in that we two of those guys are going to be back and starters. Uh, and like you said, you got Nick Barrett, if you do choose to go with the three technique to have a big body in the middle as a nice nose to, you know, eat up the center and maybe one of the guards. So, I don't know. It's going to be Birch and Edmund were starters at South Carolina and serviceable, but they were average for the SEC. Yeah. Um and I'm just being straight with you about. And I know I know Jordan Birch was a five star prospect, but he was one that I thought, you know, made me to wait till you know get to his senior year to where he really starts playing ball. Kind of like you remember Daquan Bowers at Clemson really didn't start playing until like dominating until his senior year and ended up being an end of the first round pick. Uh, you know, Daquan was the number one player in the country, so. Uh, I kind of thought his path would be like that, but just just looking at it from like performance wise, if you take the five stars away from him and the two stars away from Edmund, you look at South Carolina's ends and say, well, they they can make things happen, but they're not like dangerous. You're not out there, you know, pooping your pants like you were against Melvin Ingram or Clowney or somebody like that. You know, it's kind of a 50-50 battle. Um, and so they have to get better at rushing the passer. That's it. I thought Sterling Lucas did a great job coaching everybody up especially after losing strong, but, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, that there well, is and, a, in, and Kaba, JC, and, yeah, and yeah, Mo Kaba, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Mo Kaba was a linebacker too. And Kaba's back. So, uh, hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. But, you know, I, I, I just think that there's, that when you look at it right now, there is a shoot, there, there's a big gap between what Carolina has been able to bring in on the edge you know, compared to what they've lost uh, when Enigbare and Sterling and, and, and Birch and Edmund, all those guys left uh, and what they've been able to bring in. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily anybody's fault. I, I, I think when you talk about, you know, 
being shut down in the state of North Carolina. That's one part of the country the last three cycles that have had five, six, seven power five level ends, you know, and then the other states Carolina recruits in haven't necessarily had the plethora of talent, especially South Carolina. I mean, you got Rames, you know, he was kind of the, the, the one DN that you had here and then the rest were kind of tackles. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's the thing. I, I think this, this defense under Clayton White is fun and at its best when you're getting pressure, you're doing exotic blitzes, you're affecting the passer, and they have to find some solutions there. Quite frankly, I think it's just been kind of average, like average jambalaya, you know. Uh, Daddy-O asked about the corners. You know, losing Anthony Rose, and, and you know, you're not going to consider him part of the team until he's back, and if he is coming back. Uh, is a blow. I do think this. I think Kewan Banks, you know, he has some uh, workout film on his Twitter account. Got a lot of PT last year. He's not the biggest guy, uh, but he's quick. And then O'Donnell Fortune and uh, Marcellus Dow, I think he'll be fine. <coughs> Plus, you got two of the best safeties in the conference. And DQ Smith and Nick Emanwari returning. Plus, David Spalding's back. So there's a lot of options in the secondary. I'm sorry, no, about I, my voice. I, I, I got a little tickle in my throat. I'm gonna mute my mic here. Hang on. Oh, I hate yeah, when that the, happens. The, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phil, I, I think that um, I think that the fan base at least grossly underestimated the losses of Mokaba and Jordan Strawn, and oftentimes injuries um, are uh, they they kind of fade into a distant memory when things aren't going well, as it's kind of a no excuses world we're living in now. Um, but I, I don't think that people, and I didn't, I'm not saying I'm excluded from that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm including myself. I'm starting with me. Um, I think that, um, most people didn't actually understand the impact of those losses when, when they went down and, and how it was, that was a defense in order for it to, I wouldn't say be elite. I'm not sure that they could be elite, but in order for them to be really good and really consistent uh, kind of a backbone type deal to until you could kind of get the offense clicking. They were going to just need to be healthy because they, they didn't have depth in numbers necessarily. Um, and so when those injuries happened, that, that I think that was a bigger impact than people thought it was. With that said, you know, JC just mentioned a couple of names, and, and I want to make sure that we remind everybody, you know, Emory Floyd, a young kid, highly recruited four-star player who who was here last year. Um, also on the know, track team, track team. Yep, yeah, another track kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Keenan Nelson Jr. You know, another another kid that you know that they were really really excited about. Isaiah Norris played this year. I I think that corner because of what you saw at the because of the develop. Let me let me rephrase. Let me start with Marcellus Dial because of the development throughout the season of Marcellus Dial. I mean, ra raise your hand if you didn't think he was one of the more improved players on the team because nobody could possibly raise their hand to that. This kid worked his rear end off and ended up being a really good football player and a valuable one by the end of the year. So you add that into the fact that, you know, O'Donnell Fortune's a guy that they like. Um, they, they like how he plays the game. They like his size. He's hungry. He's an in-state kid. He's anxious to get out there and do it. He probably, you could say, maybe has a little bit of an inside step to be a starter next season. And then you had all these talented kids that this past year were just waiting in the wings. They, they knew they weren't going to get a ton of playing time. Some of them certainly got some minutes as the year went on. Injuries and stuff like that happened, right? 
now here you go. It's spring. And, and now you're, and you're also adding a bunch of new freshmen who can play. I think the, the, the corner position, Phil and JC, I think in the, in the spring, that's going to be one of the more hotly contested positions on the whole, in the whole program. There's a ton of guys who have a, an ability to play that are going to be out there fighting for snaps. And I'll be really, really anxious to see what it looks like uh, once April is over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get, get depth, and there's going to be a good rotation back there, I think, too. But you're right. The competition side of it back there in the defensive secondary is is really big. It's going to be huge. Man, it, and all that is going to do is produce better quality play. So, yeah. I mean, we can all be thankful about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Coach Gray, <laughs> for yeah, being such yeah. a well, really evaluator good. and developer of talent. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you just you hit the, you you hit it right there. I mean, and you got Tori and Gray coaching these guys. It's it's like I told JC uh, before the season when JC was all beat up over the special teams. I remember asking him, is Pete Limbo still coaching? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not worried about him now. Uh, kind of the same thing with Tori and Gray. I, I think they're going to be just fine. And yeah, I, 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 I'm not Mark's heading into the season is what is the O line actually going to look like? I was thinking about that today, and after we hit this break, I'll I'll, I'll have some um, some thoughts on that because I'm, you know, with Carolina Rise, I have like almost the whole like I have four offensive linemen. So like today, Jalen Nichols promoted something for us. I had to talk to him. So I talk to these guys all the time, like Vershawn Lee. He's got Valentine's Day coming up. He's, he's got a big Valentine's Day plan. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah, but we never, I never talked to them necessarily about Scoop because I don't, I don't cross that line. But talk to them about their love life. Yeah, I just talked about, yeah, you know, I'll play some Barry White. It's <laughs> my advice to everybody. <laughs> play Barry White. Like I said, Nat went in this big with our friend Purvis. He's like, man, my wife and I, we've been hitting a rough patch. You know, her mom died, whatever. We'll take her to Vegas, blah, blah. Nat goes in this whole big explanation. You look at her, and then you take her by the hand, and then you buy her some flowers, and then you look at this, and then you do that. So you do that. Uh, and look, I love Nat, and Nat was absolutely right. But my my advice is always this: right, play some M F and Blair Barry White. It works. I, I I'll be honest. Play with Sex you, Panther. I play, uh, <laughs> not that it matters because my wife and I don't really care about Valentine's Day, but I play Eric Church Wrecking Ball. And on that note, we'll take you to break in uh, 15 <laughs> minutes to go. You're on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Wow. Yeah. I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, 
Go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Kaba here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, and they'll be happy to discuss a potential outdoor retreat for you, house, or maybe even a sunroom for you as well. Sorry, we, there's a lot of buttons to click after that last one, so get a little I've, distracted. While we were in the break, I decided to... Uh to um to sneak in and um i'm gonna win the gamecock room contest through a couple of painters so so all of you losers that are listening to our program y'all suck y'all aren't gonna win i'm gonna win i'm just kidding um <laughs> if you go if you go to the a couple of painters facebook page you can enter to win a free Gamecock room from uh, a couple of painters. The paint now, the paint. He's like, if you want the graphics, you need to go to Sinorama and have uh, have Matt and send his group out there, and they'll do graphics on the wall for you. But if you want it painted, garnet, black, and white, you don't want to buy the paint. So go enter, go to Facebook, and type in a couple of painters. Make sure you follow their page. You'll see the enter. You just enter. Send you send them a message, and uh, and they'll pick a winner here in the next couple of weeks. Somebody's gonna get get a, get a Gamecock room. Matter of fact, Phil. Tristan told me on the phone, he said, maybe uh, maybe I should just have Phil enter and we'll draw his name so we can get rid of that doo-doo brown in the back uh, background of his camera. Yeah, Tristan, I need so, your help, man. Come on. <laughs> get in the Gamecock room, baby. Yeah. That's right. I want to get him awesome. to I want to get him to do an Eric Church room for me. I, I'll do like Caroline on this side, Chief on that side, and I'll get Matt to do a big blow-up poster of the Chief and that won't be weird at all. I want, I want a frozen living room. Frozen living room. With Elsa. That's right. And, the, and that stupid, stupid snowman, the moron. I like, he's my favorite part of the whole movie. Don't, don't ruin it now. I can't all right, you, you guys want to know, I, I think Frozen is very. Watch out for my butt. I don't think there's any intelligent males in the whole thing. And I think that's intentional. How about that? And I think it makes us all look like a bunch. It's like those commercials. These days, yeah. hey honey, I blew up the dishwasher. Oh, Paul, you're so silly, you can't do anything. And she's walking in with her stethoscope on because she's a doctor, obviously. And he's a stay at home mot dad with a two day shaved stubble and a, his hey. state U sweatshirt on. And you know, he's they just portray him like he's a complete idiot. And she's like, Oh, well, let me go. And like, I've got 15 octopus arms that can do the dishes. And I'm just, I'm just superwoman, and you're adult. 
adult, adult, not an adult, an adult. And that's what Frozen, I think the theme in Frozen is that way. It's like, dudes, we got this. And I'll remind everybody, just, just, hey, not, just being honest, I love women and I respect uh, everything women do. And there are super women out there. Believe me, I was raised by one. However, I'll remind everyone, if it weren't for men, you would have been eaten by saber-toothed tigers long ago. <laughs> See, I would beg, I would say you're not necessarily completely wrong on that analysis, but that in typical Disney anthropomorphic fashion, Sven the reindeer is a fine example of a man. <laughs> but he's like, you know. But he's a reindeer. Yeah. He's like close to it. Like, like it goes ass, donkey, horse, reindeer. Someone, are they in the same family? Hell, I don't know. I'm not good at science. I'm that moron that's at home with the sweatshirt on, right? Somebody said, look, I was wearing a parachute. Ah! <laughs> anyway, I hope that didn't come across as sexist, but sometimes, no. you know, I get my feelings hurt. Oh. Things like that. Uh, anyway, VJ asked, where is um, where is Donovan Westmoreland fit at? Uh, I think he's going to push for playing time. Kind of halfway, a little surprised he didn't push for more. I think Debo Williams held him off a little bit last year. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. Uh, Daddy O says never too much pass rush. Get, agree right there. Everybody loves Sex Panther from Anchorman. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, and then you mentioned the offensive line. Now, I, I think there's a lot of questions there from the standpoint of who all is going to play where, and, and who makes a move. Like like okay, so I, I, I'm pretty sure Jalen Nichols is starting at left tackle, right? Um. I think your guards are going to be some kind of combination with Ja'Kai Moore, Vershawn Lee, Tyshawn Wanamaker, Trey Jones, depending on if one of those guys slides over to center. Now, Gargiulo from Yale, I think he's going to be the starting center. I think mean, that's why they got him. Uh, he's 305 pounds. In, in the Ivy League, you can't – Stay. They kick. It's like the bar at the end of the night on a Saturday in Spartanburg, unless you're a private club. Uh, you have to leave it too. You don't got to go home. and can't stay here. So in the Ivy League, you can't get a fifth year. There's no red shirts. So, so what's he going to do? And, and then this kid from Western Illinois, very intriguing. Fugar. You know, he's another kid from the DMV. He's, this kid's actually from Waldorf, Maryland, uh, home of Gonzi Gray. By the way, Waldorf, Gonzi Maryland. Gray. Remember Gonzi Gray? I pulled out a Gonzi wow. Gray right there, right? Gonzi and, um, Gray. You Man. know, and, uh, you know, yeah, Gonzi Gray. But, uh, you know, he came, he comes in. He was a, yeah, like I said, my brother's, a, my brother, the pilot's a graduate of Western Illinois, and he's a proud uh, leatherneck. That's their mascot. But Sidney Fugar. So, so he's 6'5, 332 pounds. There's something they like about him. And there's a lot I like about him. So is he going to be your other tackle? Um, or will Case and Henry come up and win the job? Because they were high on him too. Is, is Case and Henry <coughs> ready to go out in his second year and start uh, full-time in this league? I mean, so, so those are all nice questions. And, you know, there, there's going to be an odd man out on the interior with, with Moore and, and all the veterans they have coming back up front. So, uh, 
I think it's got to, I think this group, I thought the last two years, you know, up until about the fourth of the way through this past season, and even in some games like, you know, Missouri, I just, I don't know that they were calling the right things to let the O-line have a successful day blocking. But I did think this group got better and better, but I do think that in 2021 and 2022, uh, for the, at least for the first part, they did underachieve. Now, there's a lot of guys have left. Douglas is gone. Gwen's gone. Wanham's gone. Um, I have been told that, you know, and I think JB can back me up here, that they kind of felt like Wanham was their best, quote-unquote, pure tackle type with that veteran group. So is Fugar going to be one of your tackles? Is Case and Henry going to be a tackle? Will we see Ja'Kai Moore or Tyson Wanamaker back out there maybe in a pinch? Is Gargiulo going to be the center? Um, so there are questions, but there it's more so that there are a lot of potential solutions, uh, in my opinion, uh, on the O-line. And once again, Carolina's blessed. I mean, they, they're going to they're gonna, they're be pretty fortunate. Uh, 2024. Four could be a little interesting in, in that you're playing a lot of second year guys, but for the life of me, I, I I didn't really, I guess it didn't dawn on me with all these guys coming back that hey, they're not really going to have to rely on piecing it together up front yet again this year on, on offense, and then yeah, by the time 2024 gets there, you're going to have a plethora. A plethora. You remember Plethora. El Guapo? A plethora. In <laughs> Three Amigos. What a great movie. Uh, a plethora uh, uh, of young, big-time, talented guys. Yeah, so 2024 may be iffy, but by the time they play Virginia Tech at Mercedes-Benz. Oh, we're going all the way to 25 now. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. You, you, well, <laughs> on, the, on the O-line, you got to look down the road, man, because you can get right. caught with your pants down. You know, you can have a Germander thin type of situation. Um, Uh-oh. How, how many how many walk ons ended up starting on the O line? First year Spurrier was there at the end of the day. Oh. Thomas Coleman, I know. Yeah. Seth, somebody was on the interior. I mean, they, they, and those guys were the best guys they had. So um, I do think that, you know, South Carolina right now, when you look at it down the road, um, they are set up in the coming years to, to have a lot of potential answers on that O line and not have to go through, you know, sort of a youth movement. Maybe with the exception of 2024. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's Phil, and, and I tell you what, tomorrow, you know, we we'll we'll preview the uh, the 2027 uh, uh, kickers, and um, you know, we'll really get into it. You know, long snappers, we'll, we'll have to wait till next week, but you know, 27, 28, it's, nothing could change between then and now. You know, no, you know, I'll no. Right hey, look, I, I think, I think giving for, them star ratings, though, because those kids are freshmen. That's ridiculous. Star ratings. You know, what's funny is like in baseball, like you're getting 26 and 27 commitments right now. Yeah, I, I don't think that's good for the game. I, I've talked to Whittle about that a couple of times. And, and I, I, I sort of baseball is such a streaky sport. Baseball. I mean, a guy that's ripping the cover off the ball when he's a freshman in high school. Maybe he's the natural. Maybe yeah. he's, he's not. I mean, you know, so much can happen with with pitchers and arms and yeah. yeah. Tommy John. I mean, I don't know. You you tell me. No, I think there's a. It's you know they're <coughs> they're they're few and far between. I I can tell you the guys like Reese Havens, Drew Meyer. You know, both committed to Carolina before their freshman year, and and it worked out. 
Justin Smoke committed as a freshman. Kind of worked out. Best hitter in the history of the program. Um, yeah. So Landon you know, Powell committed early too. He was a yeah. sophomore, I think. Yeah. But there's a lot so. of guys. There's there's also a lot of guys that commit that early that you, you you have to this day you have no idea who they were because they got drafted so high and and, and they're gone. So yeah. um, it works out sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it, it doesn't. Speaking of baseball, by the way, I do want to squeeze this in before the end of the show. 14-0 was the vote in the SEC. A 10-run rule will now be in play in SEC play uh, after the seventh inning. So if you're up by 10 runs uh-huh. and it's after the seventh inning, they'll they'll they'll, uh, they'll call it a day. Um, can't say that I absolutely love it. Can say I understand it because of pitching. And um, you're seeing it more and more these days, what coaches are doing, where they go, we're down by 10. Like, why waste an arm? So they'll bring in a center fielder to throw an inning, which is the dumbest thing in the world. I hate it. Um, I really wish you'd go back to the old days where it's like, okay, well, this guy needs work. Let's put him in the game and get some work. Um, but they've just decided to end the game. So uh, that's kind of where it was a 14 0 vote. Everybody in the league voted for it. So clearly they're in favor of it. Nobody pulled me, and I understand that. Um, well, think about it, JB. Hell, seven innings in Major League Baseball is a, basically a complete game these days. I mean, you don't see very many pitchers throwing complete games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Look, ten run rule. It, it is what it is. I, I doubt. I, I doubt it'll be in play in postseason. Uh, it's it can be in play in the non conference. Um, you just have to if you're beating a team twenty to nothing, you can walk over to the other coach and say, "Do you want to end it now?" Some of them are going to say, "Yep." And then some of them are going to say, absolutely not. Um, if we get beat 100 to nothing, that's on us. But keep playing. So, you just you, you never know. And I'll throw this quick one in as well. The SEC has announced $721 million to be distributed amongst the 14 institutions uh, from the 21-22. Uh, by the way, that's down $56 million from the year before. Why is that? I don't have that answer. I do know it will be going up with the new uh, broadcast agreement. Yeah, it is down fifty-one five a piece. So I don't know what that what that would be all about. I don't know. Maybe they're coming off pandemic stuff. An Olaf snowman in his yard next snow. I don't know, man. My name How much snow do y'all have on the ground right now? Not a lot. It's been warm. It, it finally like it melted. I was like, hey, maybe it's gonna melt, and it did. So I was right. That means that's my butt coming up. You know, there's gonna be a lot yeah. sitting there. One of my neighbors claims he invented paintball or laser tag. My other one's name's Bob. Bob. Bob's a good old Chicagoan piece. I I invented laser tag. I mean, I invented paintball. (laughs) Post-it. Hell, something like that. I don't know. Come on. (laughs) Oh, well done, boys. Thank God tomorrow's Friday. Hope everybody has a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.